Tonight, folks, on the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast, it is the Triple H era of WWE. We've talked about it for two weeks, but now the discussion is, is it time to reinvest into WWE? In case you jumped ship, in case you was tired of all the shenanigans, in case your favorite person wasn't being booked the way you wanted it to, it's time now to get back into it with a clean, open heart. Maybe we'll find out. We're going to talk that and more tonight on this on tonight's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. It is August 11th. It is a lovely Thursday because Thursdays, that's when we do our thing each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on your social medias at Big O Belt across the board or the website BigOBelt.com. Uh, we're here to provide you on our takes on the latest and hottest in pro wrestling. The team is here, minus Mr. Silly Seller. So that means it is myself, Najir, alongside of Will, Damian, and Jamal. Gentlemen, how it is going? Everybody give me ways because we... We need some vo- we need some vocals there. It's a podcast, folks. I know we're doing video. Peter Lyons is back. Check out the video, Ooh. folks. Nikita right. Lions is we, back. We, I heard Nikita Lions <laughs> might be the difference maker in NXT. We're gonna find out because NXT's getting some new eyeballs, I hear. All because Nikita Lions yeah. is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, first thing I do want to say is uh we do got Raw coming to DC uh next Monday. So if you are there and you see us, give us a shout. We'll be there. Uh, in some capacity, just chilling, enjoying seeing some wrestling coming back into the area. I should also note that AEW is coming back to DC as well in October, so that's fun. I um, didn't expect for them to make a turn around so quick in our area, but we're happy because more wrestling is good wrestling for us, especially since all our independents in this area are dead on arrival. But that's a conversation for another day and another time. <laughs> but uh, as I said, uh, it is the era of the H's, three of them. Triple H um, as he now takes the lead in creative and talent booking and all that other good stuff. I don't know if it's official title. I guess we'll get that on air. Um, but uh, since Vince McMahon has retired, Triple H has assumed uh, a lot of the roles in terms of the aesthetic of the show, the production, the booking, all that other good stuff. So if you have been a fan of Triple H, the wrestler, cool. You're probably wondering what does that look like for him to run the show? Well, if you were a fan of NXT before they got all the extra colors, if you were a big fan of that, some of your biggest and favorite independent stars going down there and doing their thing down in Full Sail, Florida, well, is it like that? Is it the same? Is it different? I mean, what what can we expect? We're going to have a lot of reactions. It's going to be kind of a free 
overall roundtable uh, tonight in terms of our reaction to the Triple H era of WWE. But as I said in the beginning, the big question remains, is it time to reinvest into WWE? Now, before we get into it, before we so- sort of go around the table, I quickly want, because God, every time I say quickly, no one gets me quickly on this show, ever. <laughs> yes or no is the question. Yes or no. I just want to know what side we're all on is. I want to know, is it time to get back in, or do you need more time, or do you think it's just a lot of the same? So, Will, starting with you, what is your take? I never went anywhere, so right now, yes. <laughs> I never divested, so I'm still here. Next. Yes, it is time to play the game because I am back in WWE, even giving NXT 2.0 a shot. So, yes. There we go. Jamal. Jamal with a mute because I would love for him to yo, up, 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 up. And with the hot tag, Jamal is back. What's up? No. Okay. Oh. And, I, and I say, I say yes. I say yes. I think there's already been a good sample dose in two weeks, and I and I love some black and gold NXT. So yes. So there we have it. We have three. We have a yes, a yes. I, I never left, and a no. So and and and, and if Silly Sellers was here, Silly Sellers was like, and I got a story to tell, and we were like, oh, I thought he said quick, but you know, you know, he, he missed story time. But okay, cool. So we got our size now. So. Where do we go from here, Jamal? So I watched NXT 2.0 for the first time since they moved from Wednesday to Tuesday. And I got questions. I got a lot of questions. Um, and, and so, like, let's just start off with first, because since that show was Tuesday, and it's the most recent one, um, the, the the first question is, what the hell am I watching? Uh, I, I, look, don't get me wrong. I don't know anything about the storylines. I don't know what this build is. I don't know what these matches are. I don't even know who these people are. Except <laughs> Nikita Lyons. Otherwise, I have no idea what the hell I'm watching. But I do know what wrestling is. And I do have a particular taste in wrestling. And, you know, WWE in general doesn't really, you know, satisfy that. With that said, yeah. Nikita Lyons is there. She did her thing versus Keanu James. Five-star match. Tore the house down. Couldn't oh, be happier. Boy. On brand. Couldn't, you know, on brand for her. Not surprised. So I stuck around and decided to watch, you know, the rest of the show. Wasn't uh, the that the second to last match? It was, it was the opening <laughs> match, actually. Yes. Okay. Um, so the, the first question is, why does the show still overrun eight minutes when there's no competition? They purposely book a two-hour and eight-minute show. It, it was confusing because I thought I missed something. Like, uh oh, is my clock wrong? Is the show not over? You get third hour not? NXT. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it, it ended, you know, ten minutes after uh, ten, which is weird. All right, so, so you got a question? So let's so, let's let's address it. Eight minutes over. I don't see it be a problem. I think that's always good for you to have a little bit of overtime because that makes it unpredictable about when the match ends. So I have no problem about that. I, I don't think that ever was a c- competition thing. I think that's just purely no, how it, it was be. a competition thing because they were 100% counterbooking mm-hmm. themselves versus each other. Um, you, if you, I watched them side by side on, on my computer and absolutely they, when a commercial will pop up for AEW and a commercial will pop up for, for um, NXT, they were usually around the same time. And then NXT would, would book their uh, main event a little bit later while AEW was in commercial. They were 100% 
somebody was watching the other side other side and that's not that that's business i understand yeah. that but also they were going overtime before they even went and before AEW is even a thing so it was always happened. well this goes back to the monday night wars too they ran the overtimes so this isn't right new. right but that yeah. was also within but it was also the show and there was a mm. sense of while you're watching the show yeah you are looking at the clock you do know that the show ends at 10 o'clock the um main event started at 9 50. uh-oh it's 9 57. where's the finish it's 9 59. where's the finish aw where's the AW's done at the hour i hate it i absolutely it's 105 where's the finish it's 1008 where's the finish and and that kind of you know i'm not saying maybe it's just me because you know i also know what the what tv is i know what times are also and it kind of makes you wonder they're not booking a show with a surprise that it's going to go longer because this match must be seen they're booking a two hour and eight minute show so now not knowing that going in you could argue you could say like well what's the problem more wrestling is good wrestling but as far as the pacing of the show goes it's just longer for no reason and and it kind of it it threw me it threw me for a loop but this is also not something that i didn't expect if you if you if you want those eight minutes back to get to Chris Lee knows best, then listen. Let's call Yikes. USA Network and do you a well, favor. Well, wait, can we give those eight minutes to Nikita Lines? <laughs> well, you know, soon she'll be in the championship uh, picture, and you'll get that. <laughs> when she starts I mean, closing the show, there you go. That's yeah, right. gotta get the people what they want. Um, <laughs> the next thing I have is a question of: Stop telling Apollo Cruz that he's not welcome there. I mean, that seems to be his gimmick, is that people come up to him and go, we don't want your kind around here, boy. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, well, damn. I mean, I know that he's not, you know, first generation NXT, but it's, but come on. Apollo well, deserves better. Well, so the question well, is, what the fuck is his gimmick? I, well, last time I saw him, he was, you know, part of the Wakanda tribe that didn't get snapped by Thanos. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he had Commander Hoosits, and that was a, a total thing. So, okay, okay. So the question is, like, what is he's he... Raven. He's doing a that's so Raven's gimmick. I don't have a problem with it. I like the idea that we see main roster talent who didn't have anything going on going back to NXT, getting people over. It worked with Finn Balor, and it worked with Dolph Ziggler, and now it's working with Apollo. I think he was working, working on the main roster. It is working because these young stars are getting to work with. World renowned, world renowned talent. Working with yeah, Apollo is a great strong. thing. That's not a young talent. Roderick, Roddy, he was he wasn't the only person that he was working. He didn't come down there initially working with Roddy. He came down there and he and he, it was like a "What are you doing here?" type of thing. And he's just like, "Well, I came down here because it was things I did not get to do down here." So he was right. like the unwanted returning uh, person of privilege, a sense like, "Well, this is my place," but it's like, "Nah, things are different." So like, it worked for me. I didn't have a problem with it, and I also think. What Apollo's been doing for like the last two to three years is working because at some point you're always seeing him on television and him going back to NXT after the whole thing with uh, Commander Aziz losing the uh, United States champion. He did go into purgatory for like a week or two. And it was just, I don't know, I thought it was just amazing that they was able to pull the trigger to say like, maybe he should go to NXT and it's working for the younger talent because that's what, NXT 2.0 is it is this younger generation getting ready for the main roster and what other ready what other way to get ready than to work scrimmages against NBA NFL talent main roster talent you know 
mean, Lord knows so, people down there need the help. So it, it ain't going to hurt getting to work with Apollo Crews. And listen, listen, whether you like Apollo or not, when have you seen that guy injured? When have you seen that guy not being able to do a match or whatever the caliber that it demanded? Like, he's always shows up. And I think, like, people like Dolph, people like him are excellent uh, uh, candidates to go yeah. back to do it. So I, I love it. And I also think with 2.0, you know, the whole thing behind it is giving these people time on the camera to work on the stuff they need to work on. So in Apollo Cruz's case, what does he need to work on? Personality and mic skills. That's always been his his um, his his Achilles heel in WWE. So him with the Creed brothers, who are super over with the crowd, albeit it's full sale or whatever you call it nowadays, but still him being able to work with the Creed brothers, have a banger with Roddy while still working in vignettes and actually talking and trying to show some sort semblance of personality, I think that helps. I'm glad they dropped the Nigerian accent, a la Kofi Kingston, Jamaican accent, but we've, we've seen a lot of wrestlers use many gimmicks to try to stay relevant. Can't say he's not trying. Can't say he's trying to stay stagnant because if you remember correctly, because Jamal brought it up sooner or earlier, Baron Corbin, used uh, he once said to Apollo, Go back to Ring of Honor, you know, to that <laughs> earlier point during a match with them, even though he probably never worked with Ring of Honor. But I gave Jamal's point, like, what is about Apollo Crews that nobody wants him around? Is it yeah. the fake smile? Is it he's always like smiling, looking all happy-go-lucky? Or is it just because he's, he's about to get cut and they wanted to see one last shot? So Why are y'all, y'all taking the gimmick to be so personal? It's, it's, it's the, the gimmick. gimmick. I personally don't, but I know that's what people, you know, people chatter on the Twitter machines. Oh, and no. they're like, damn, this dude oh, has no. no gimmick. Yeah, don't don't give them the light of day here. And the gimmick is that he's <laughs> returning back somewhere that he had thought. I mean, let's let's just go, let's just call it what it is. When NXT two, excuse me, when NXT Black and Gold was at its peak, when it was mm-hmm. legitimately a third brand that we barked about for years or months to almost a year, you know. It was the whole thing that they were always considered the inferior brand, even to the main roster folks. It's always the going back. It was always the back then. It was always referred to something of the past. So when you had that idea, and I mean, you can take this personal. If anything, it's like, ah, you, you're you're too good for us now. You're on Raw and SmackDown. So, oh, wait, now you're back here. Cool. So I actually can channel some personal stuff into this. Like, why are you here? You know, you've already went and done bigger things and why are you here and whatnot? And I think, again, it's an easy little it's, it's an easy little program to work. It easily gets the uh, the newer, younger talent um, uh, some some attention. And it's just easy for Apollo to work because he really don't have to put in character work. But to your point, Damien, like, yeah, hopefully he takes these moments to try to work on character. But I also thought that the, the Nigerian warrior thing was a testament to character that did work. So. Well, that's also kind of what I was figuring is that this was his chance to do a reboot and like change mm. up what he was doing. Because it seems like the 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 Wakandan, you know, Black Panther deal he was doing that ran its course. I don't yeah. think we're going to be going back to that. So I think this is his chance to you're going to go down here, you get to do a reset and help out around there and get some people leveled up and get to give some ring reps in for these young guys, and then. Maybe we figure out something down there to bring you back up with, or or who knows? Maybe he stays down around there a while. But I think that I took it from the beginning as he's resetting the gimmick. He's coming up with a new a new look, a new something going forward. Because yeah. old old Commander Aziz and all that's clearly that's done. 
That's well, Rant's course. So what also think about the other big factor here. Commander Aziz was almost being booked like Omos. And Omos was just the too giant similar at some point. Now Omos is the Nigerian giant. So you can't have the Nigerian giant yeah. with a Nigerian also with another Nigerian giant on the show. So Commander Aziz is nowhere to be found. And Apollo had to go and re- do a reboot. So and and, and thus uh, uh, Omos was the one who was able to kind of go forward with something that was different as well too from the bodyguard to now the nigerian giant so it just was a little bit of shuffling the board where everybody's like listen we can't have three nigerians up here on the main roster like that's just too much right now there's a quote there's a quota yes there's a quota <laughs> so another interesting thing about nxt and we will we'll move on from nxt um in a little bit but uh i did not know that harlem bravado was of the bravado brothers was in NXT. So I'm yes, sir. excited. Chase you. Yeah. Chase you. Chase you. You know. So I'm very excited. Yeah. And I don't know what Chase you is. I don't know exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's in like the boiler room with a whiteboard. And this is Dean Douglas. Oh. But it's a lot creepier than that. Uh, because he's just yep. there with like one blonde and, um, you know, he's, you know, booking her matches and stuff like that. I thought that was actually pretty entertaining and good to see that, you know, he's actually out there doing things. And I <laughs> would hope that that eventually gets brought up to the main roster. But realistically, Chase, you should be the dark order of NXT. Just a That's bunch a of people. really good point. Like, it's just a bunch of people. If you don't have anything, they could just join Chase, you. It's a university. Everybody can come and go every four years. I mean, it's it's a, it's a school. The only person yeah. that should be there is staff. And I really <laughs> like. Don't get me wrong. I I think that in general, I this is a very WWE show. It felt like I was watching a WWE show. And one thing that one of the things that I liked about WWE is their ability to create these larger than life characters. What I don't like about WWE is the crutch of using these hyper-simplified stereotypes. Your Lash Legends, your um, and and what the hell is the um, the kid's name? Tony D'Angelo, who's clearly running his uncle Pete's place, but you know, <laughs> in in South Philly or Boston or everywhere Italians live. Love it, love um, it. Or <laughs> Santos Escobar, who's doing the exact same thing in either Texas or Los Angeles or Arizona. Um, uh-huh. And I'm sure there's other people who would name that I don't That's know. That point. is a very simplified stereotype, and it's kind of annoying at that at that point. Um, when Santos Escobar, if you watch the show, and Tony D'Angelo had this meeting in the middle of this park, <laughs> so they, like so, dude drove his Ford in the park, and they had a picnic table set up. Where they had this big, you know, every mobster movie or, or Narcos episode meeting of the two Dons in this park. What? This is how you book the match? But then again, this is a very WWE thing to do. Yeah. So I know that's not for me, but that's what it is. And this is one of the highlights of that show. I think that segment was fucking 20 minutes. And they gave it to them towards the end of the show. Let me ask you a question. You know no better. Did you know what show you were watching? Did you know it was NXT outside of it being SmackDown? So here's the thing. Um, I knew that I was watching a WWE show. Good. And that's, that's and that's and that's actually kind of the really point that, that, that encapsulate all this. I knew that exactly that I was watching a WWE show, and I know 
why I don't prefer it over other things. I know what I am willing to accept over other things, and that's just personal preference. Yeah. However, that was the old WWE. So now the next question to you guys is, now that the main roster has changed, and I hear good things about Raw, I hear their ratings are up, I hear that people are buzzing about Raw and SmackDown, hell, I'm going to the show on Monday, which is something that I haven't said in about since 2014. <laughs> um, yeah, that was eight years ago. Good Lord. But the, but the idea is, hence the uh, the evidence for this show is, is it time to reinvest in WWE? But if you're NXT, how do you adjust NXT to fit whatever the main roster is going to be? Now, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown. I don't know how drastic or the changes or if the tide has, has turned yet. But if you're NXT 2.0, and it's a very classic, you know, mid-2000s WWE product with all of these super characters and stereotypes and stuff like that, and, and the key to lines. Um, saving everybody. <laughs> the question is, she's a blonde Eva Marie. Let's not kid ourselves. But the, hey, the question, I, listen, when you got some time, uh, just take a look under her uh, her Instagram or Twitter post and just look at the ridiculous puns that they use about her. I'm not going to bring politics into this, but I think it's pretty evident <laughs> which side she's Which on. way she leans? Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, first the of puns all. are the funniest thing I have ever heard in my life. I know that um, <laughs> that she's part of the uh, 1-6 Mafia clan uh, out of Memphis. Mm-hmm. I understand that. <laughs> but you know what? I am not asking her who to vote for. I'm just asking her to wrestle and, and carry and cross his outfit. That's all. <laughs> So um, let, let's 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 get the question out there. First, but the first question, of all, but the question is uh, for NXT: if they need to adjust to realign themselves with the main roster, uh, what, should they number one and number two? How do they do that? Because right now their product, at least from what I'm hearing as it relates to the main roster, is growing quickly outdated. Okay, so here, here, here's my quick, and I, somebody else get in there uh, instantly. Um, I don't see a problem here. You know why? Because you have two friends running both respective brands. You have Shawn Michaels on one. You have Triple H on the other. The continuity won't be a, nothing but a conversation between the two of them. Because you know why there was a continuity issue before? Because it was Triple H, and then it was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon unwilling to compromise, unwilling to adjust, unwilling to adapt. He ran old WWE. Now Triple H, out but now back in, runs a mindset of being more adaptive, more aware, and his counterpart through the feeder system happens to be his best friend who mm-hmm. knew Triple H, Triple H's vision back in black and gold because guess who was beside him? Himself. So it's not going to be a continuity issue. It's going to be a little bit of tweaking. Now, the only question I have, and which you could come way back to this, is how did this change the NIL system? Does that now change? Does the pitch to them go to to it being something different? But we'll talk about that at another point. But that that's my take on it. Continuity issue, not a problem. Here's what I'm thinking from a point Jamal just made about the different gimmicks down there between the mobsters and the Latino gangs and all that. And chase you if you even want to take that into it. Chase you? Those all came across to me when NXT 2.0 started up. All those things came across to me as like Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon touches where it was like, we're going to give you the teacher gimmick. You're getting the Italian mobster gimmick. You're getting this. Gimmick. It was like, you know, they were handing out, you know, different, different clear cut gimmicks for people. That's some stuff I could see possibly being dialed down 
to work differently with the main roster. Hell, I mean, we just saw this week on Raw, a switch was suddenly flipped and Kevin Owens suddenly went back to NXT Kevin Owens and was just a ruthless killer again, out of the blue, just like that. So I got a feeling what we might see is a more realistic presentation, a more, you know, stripped down presentation. And I don't think that means you need to totally like get rid of Chase. You, you totally need to get rid of Tony D'Angelo, but I think it might mean in some cases that you dial it back a little bit. You tweak it a little bit. You don't make it so over the top, so cartoonish. That might be something they need to do with a few of the people in NXT 2.0 to make them more in line with what the main roster is going to be. That's something we'll see in time. That's the first thing that jumps out at me is some of the more over-the-top gimmicks. Damien, get in here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think with the -the over-the-top gimmicks now, you have to slow them down, them as the talent. I've realized now that Vince and Bruce aren't and Johnny Ace aren't there. The people that would get fast tracked just because they look good on a marquee, their wrestling skills are going to have to match up at least a little bit more than just pushing them to to the moon just because they look good in a bikini or they look good in a pair of uh, speedos. For instance, we thought Braun Breaker would have been up a long time ago, right? They saw nope. I didn't think so because as long as he was the champion, I didn't think he was. But I thought he definitely was like they they quickly hinted that he could be ready. But I think they said he also needs to carry the brand a little bit. That's at least my my which is which is fair. But I I think the big takeaway is that now, like you like you said, uh, two champs, you got Sean, you got Hunter, you got those two speaking to each other constantly about talent on both rosters. Who do I send down to NXT for a while? Who do I bring up from NXT temporarily or even for, uh, for a cup of coffee? Can Who do I need down there a little bit longer? Can I just add something to that, too? I think the conversation is more like, hey, you, you mind if I could run a program with blah, blah, blah? I got a great idea for this person. True. I think that's how the conversation is going to be. Or like, hey, man, like, listen, blah, blah, blah has been killing it down here. I think they may be ready. It's like, all right, we'll take a look at it. Let's see if we can work something in there. That makes sense. I think it's going to be a lot more of them just going out for happy hour or for coffee. And they're just having the, the, the regular conversation. I don't think it's going to be political no more. Yeah. Nope, it definitely sounds like a triple a major page. league type of ecosystem. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Go ahead, Jamal. So, uh, so, so with that said, um, last uh, Tuesday's NXT for me was again, a very WWE show and, if that means something positive to you, then you're going to like it a hell of a lot more than I did. Um, and it will be interesting to see how the ecosystem changes as the, unfortunately, because NXT can't catch a break. You know, they, they're they not doing takeovers anymore. The special episode, Heat Wave, is next week. But then they're doing all of these, you know, high contrast gimmicky things. And now that the uh, main roster is starting to shift. And, and, and again, the people that you talk about in the main roster that step, start, step out, are guys like Owens, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. These people are athletes with a uh, a wrestling persona versus a gimmick that wrestles. And I think that's the biggest difference from what I'm hearing about the main roster and what I saw in NXT. Chase U is a gimmick. And if he can wrestle, then cool. Uh, You know, Roderick Strong, as boring as he is, is a gimmick. And if you need him to uh, give you 15 minutes, he will. And I think that obviously that's going to have to fall back into line. Now, WWE, uh, it's the main roster. Uh, We're seeing, I'm I'm hearing things about the changes going forward. I'm hearing things about 
you know, the, the possibility of people coming back. Um, the question is, so now that we've seen, you know, Killer Cross and Scarlet come back, uh, we're hearing that people are backstage. They may, uh, at Sm- their people are on their way to rally for SmackDown. There may be some people coming back there. Um, regarding the NIL, and I know that that's a thing, uh, and, and NXT, how do you think bringing back the people that were excised by Vince and, and Bruce and Johnny Ace, how do you think that affects the maturation process of NXT talent? Because if Killer Cross is there and Scarlett's there, then one man and one woman ain't from NXT. And if they bring back, the rumor is Hit Row, that's three or so people that aren't coming back from NXT. So how do you think that, that does that play a part into the evolution of NXT at all? Nope. Big thing that you mentioned, uh, you you said something about, but you didn't uh, go uh, really deep into it. You said takeovers are gone. Um, they'll be back. And also because the, the Florida circuit has been open. Now we're going to start seeing people junction into groups now. Traveling crews. Crews that's going to have to work both shows, Raw and SmackDown. And other folks who's just going to be needed as, uh, as just extras or uh, whatever it may be. I don't, again, much like you said, AAA system, I think if you're a part of WWE, you got to just be ready for whatever, whenever you may be called. Now, to Damien's point, they said something a minute ago. I think the NIL folks do have to come in and be overly gimmicky because they never learned it all. So at least have have something in the tank to be turned down (laughs) because at some point you may have to turn it up. So you never know. So I, 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 for right now, and I could just be overly optimistic. I'm not seeing a problem with anything. It just has to, we just have to see the results. And and I I was thinking about something you all, while y'all were talking and I kept thinking, okay, why is Hunter bringing back certain people? It's because he thinks he thinks his vision for WWE is that they can make money that they can draw Dakota, EO, Cross, Kevin Owens now as a top guy again, as opposed to a utility player. For some odd reason, he thinks they can make money. Now, that's going to be the the tell-all during the Triple H era. Now, going down to NXT, it's, again, can you do both? Can you not only look good in the marquee, but can you actually work on your in-ring acumen and be more than serviceable to not do an old school WWF or E match where, you know, you do a 10 minute rest hold while talking shit to the crowd. Can you have athleticism keeping the crowd engaged, even in its slow points with character work or some shenanigans on the outside? That's going to have to be the learning curve for the NIL people because a a good chunk of them got signed, not because just they're athletes, but because they have a following, you know, tout, Twitch, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, cameo, whomever, they had a following. So obviously that's going to get people on the product. So the, those twin basketball sisters, I can already see them coming in and being Bella 2.0. But I don't say that. we're genetically superior to everybody on here because we're twins and we're athletes, yada, yada, yada. But can they wrestle? We don't need to solve that right yet, right now. That's what NXT is for. Fakita Lyons had her wow. Uh, she was in wow for what? Maybe a year? Yeah, real green, one real season. athletic, mm-hmm, but yeah. martial artist came from a fighting background, martial artist, so she can pick up those other things. But she looked okay, damn so, good in the marquee. Yeah, to be clear, I mean, I won't say too green. She knew how to work the television. She knew how to work a camera mm-hmm. angle. She knew how to work a production. That's half of WWE right there. And did she? You, you're not in wow unless you're a character. So that's 
three things that you Correct. actually need. The wrestling would take time, and she started to work on combat uh, uh, training and so on, and she's bringing it all together. So, I, I, again, I'm not mad on her trajectory as well. Nope. Yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely a star and has all of the um, <laughs> assets <laughs> to take her. I wish I, Fox. <laughs> I wish I could find that tweet, man. It was so funny, so funny. Hey, let's 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 uh let's get back to this conversation. You know what it is? It's halfway through the show. That means it's time for us to uh, plug what we do, and that's run commercials for you. <laughs> so reach out if you need commercials for air, and this could be your slot right now. But until that, we'll run our commercials. So be back in a second. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the second half of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. As I mentioned, um, if you're looking for advertisement spots, promotional ad work, whatever it may be, uh, give us a shout. Hit us on our social medias and uh, find our contact information at BigOBelt.com. Um, but as we always like to do as we get into our second half of the show, we like to spotlight independent wrestling. Why? Because independent wrestling matters. And with today's indie spotlight Jamal who do we got so uh, this week we are going to Brooklyn uh, and that is the St. Finn Bars Catholic Church you know where it is you know <laughs> we, we were there we, we know that we don't know if the AC is working this year right now but <laughs> we know we, Nelly's hot in here is on repeat forever because god or damn if the walls ever. ain't sweating in that joint <laughs> the only place where the holy water boils on contact uh, <laughs> that's St. Finbar's Catholic Church 1839 uh, Bath Avenue in Brooklyn, New York so here's the deal uh, it is called Warriors of Wrestling and the name of the show is Hit the Lights now, personally, I've not heard of Warriors of Wrestling um, out there in Brooklyn, but they, you know, they do have a lot of talent on the show that has me very interested, including this guy I may have seen in AEW called Angel Ortiz, or Angel, if, if you want to, you know, pronounce it that way. Uh, Marty Bell is going to be in there, and Allison Kay, The Hex, um, Darius Carter. So I'm seeing a lot of a lot of faces, interesting show, and I think the big thing about it is. It's going to be hot as hell in that in that church this weekend, and <laughs> eighteen thirty nine Bath Avenue in Brooklyn at St. Ben Bar's Catholic Church. Uh, doors open at six. Bell time is at seven. Uh, you twenty five dollars for admission. Uh, front row is thirty. Uh, you can get the tickets if you check out their Twitter. That's uh, Wow Pro Wrestling on the Twitter machine or WarriorsOfWrestling.com. Uh, looks like a very interesting show. Also interesting to see uh, Ortiz without Santana. 
um, and 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 going by the name Angel Ortiz, uh, you know, as an AEW star, not something he's been calling on TV. So, uh, you know, good to see him uh, out there on a singles run. Yeah, you know, Santana's out with a knee injury, but um, but yeah, uh, Warriors of Wrestling this weekend, August the thirteenth, out there in Brooklyn. Go check it out, WarriorsOfWrestling.com. All right. And for myself, for next week, just so we can start plugging that now, also in Brooklyn at 188 Hopkins Street, Brooklyn, New York, we have Battle Club with the Jabba Tears podcast doing Jobber Slam 2, uh, with the main event being Big Swole versus Mia Yim for the Icons Championship. Uh, also scheduled to appear, my favorite wrestler, Darius Carter, because <laughs> reasons. Uh, Mysterious Q, Willow Nightingale, the main event, and others. And that is on Saturday, August 20th. Again, 188 Hopkins Street, Brooklyn, New York. And you can get your tickets at brownpapertickets.com. All right. Yeah, Mysterious right. Q is one of those guys that really should be on TV. Uh, uh, know, yeah, he's out of Booker T's camp, I believe, too. And <laughs> um, I, I, one, I got to say, anybody who's already hitting the towns instantly and making a name wherever they go. I haven't heard a bad match come from out of his nope. catalog. No. Um, I know I've seen a couple of them personally. So, yes, uh, for sure. Definitely underrated talent right now. That definitely should be on somebody's TV frequently. Um, also, Jamal, Warriors of Wrestling typically runs out in Staten Island. So for them to uh, move it to Brooklyn is a bit of a change. So that okay. that's actually a pretty positive change for them. All right. All yeah, right. getting out of Staten Island is a positive change for everybody. um so do you want to go to the news or you want to go back to the topic and plug the news later i I don't know you're you're kind of driving the vehicle here what you want to do let's let's go let's go to some news um i'll I'll make it quick uh so yeah so news uh we have uh this week there's uh you know the law has dialed down rick flair survived his match um which is which is great Uh, apparently he uh saw the light twice and didn't go into it uh, um, you know he's still with us he, he's still with us and he survived party of a kid rock too so that is also also a plus um here's here's the deal uh rick flair he said that on twitter you know thank you tony Khan at wwe who spotlighted his last match um also people are in wwe 2k22 the community section are already making his outfit from the last match uh which is a They'd thing that you can it. download right now they so on it man they, yeah they want it early but um uh, a lot was made of flair's uh, health uh during this match you know which was honest to god it was a pretty safe match they protected the hell out of him but he's 90 so what do you want him to do uh and he said on, on twitter sometimes the media chooses to focus on the less important things in a podcast like my health issue during the match i want to make it very clear that i thank tony Khan for his wonderful texas support and wwe for participation and allowing jeff to be a part of the show he worked SummerSlam the night before uh, it just goes to show that both companies can come together and coexist when they believe in something. I thank you for making it possible. So uh, good on you, Rick. He also says later that um, he kind of regrets saying that this was his last match. And then he went down to Puerto Rico oh, and we started go. sparring with uh, yep. Carlos Colon. <laughs> started fighting Carlos Colon. <laughs> it didn't even last a week. It no. didn't last a week. Like sarcastically oh, saying Cologne. it last week, I was like 90% serious. Like, or is it his last match? Yeah, of course it's not. It's Rick Flair. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of wrestlers have done it before. A one, one-man show just kind of going up there and spitting for an hour. Or, or, or two or however long it takes. And uh, The Undertaker is going to be one of those guys. Uh, he's doing a show in the new theater in Cardiff, Wales. That's uh, Friday, September 2nd. 
and he's going to be uh, he's going over there because clash at the castle is the night after on saturday uh september 3rd in cardiff so if you're in wales and you want to see the undertaker you know in kind of like a candid you know sort of a session uh new theater cardiff.co.uk tickets go on sale this friday um don't know what a one-man show from the undertaker would look like i don't know if it's going to be like read just him telling stories for a couple hours or if there's going to be some kind of like free an actual form to this thing but um or who shows up the dead man or the biker you know that that could be a thing you get old man these days you get old man mark (laughs) yeah right yeah you get the republican taxpayer so who knows yeah (laughs) um yeah but good on him for going over all the way over to um to wales for doing that uh and more wwe news so scotiabank arena uh, they are hosting Raw on August 22nd, and I really wish they were hosting AEW in October, but they're not. Not digress. On the show, on the tweet that they are promoting the show at the uh, on for the 22nd, uh, WWE returns to Scotiabank Arena for the first time in over three years. See Cody Rhodes versus Seth quote freaking Rollins on August 22nd. Do they know something about Cody that nobody else knows? <laughs> subject to change Card certainly subject to change but this tweet came out August 8th at 10am they got the crystal ball I mean is that wishful fight. thinking or no did bumps. they spill the beans I mean I don't know CM Punk came back early so now I just com- de- definitely confused about like a medical diagnosis and, and, and local whatnot. medical facility knows what's best yeah, right. Sure, that's the new USA Network uh, uh, show. The uh, the plug-in for that Chrisley knows best slot. So there you go. Yeah. It works right for programming on par with Cody right. Rhodes. It makes sense. It books itself. <laughs> I mean, your roads to the hospital is probably <laughs> going to you, be the next thing. If you don't think this this dude is filming this whole rehab thing, you're completely crazy. Is. He's got he's got Rocky Force training montage in the he, background. He's got he to. is going to get that second season of Roads to the Top one way or another. Except yeah, this time it. it's going to be the comeback. It's going to be hey, the comeback from the injury. And be be very clear, that show was never canceled. No. So, the be yeah, and and guess who's not shy about canceling things? Warner Media. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, whether or not that happens. But don't hold your breath. Uh, last but not least, there was the Dragon Ball Super uh, premiere, and uh, uh, and and good on Selena Vega for uh, getting out of the house, and leaving the cats behind for a little bit. I might got a picture and, for that to bring and, up. And, and I'm gonna need you to calm down and going to the movies uh, to see a thing. Uh, she was out there rubbing elbows with the cast and, and crew of the film, um, and, and looking rather fetching. Good for her. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Super comes out in a week, right? Um, next weekend? Uh, is it the 21st? I don't know. The review is available right now on the YouTube channel, folks. So check out uh, the review from us on that. And yes, you can check that out. I'm looking at my email right now, and I do not see... I think it comes out next weekend, um, the, the 19th. 21st, yeah. Uh, either way, I'm going to see it again. Should be seen in IMAX. It's a hell of a movie. I had to watch it earlier, obviously, for prepping for interviews and whatnot. But Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, red, yeah, the red carpet. I just the saw 10. the outfit. Holy crap. Okay, yeah. Wear that for a Dragon Ball movie premiere. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, why hey not? listen. Yeah, <laughs> those anime crowds. Oh, no shade. <laughs> just, wow, okay. Uh, it yeah. comes out the 19th. I'm sorry. North America starting the 19th. And check it yeah, out. You know, it's been out since June if you're, in, if you're in Japan. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, but good on Zelina for um, you know wowing the red carpet, and that's your mm-hmm. news for this week. Cool, cool. I'm giving it back to you in a second, but I just want to bring up something that we brought up with the NIL, and I was about to lose my thought, but I, uh, I re- recaptured it. All of the NIL athletes all have some form of athletic background. They may not have characters. They have brands. They may have already sponsors. They certainly have a platform because that's what WWE is looking for. They just lack character. NXT 2.0 is an amazing destination landing spot for them to get all of that together. Let me tell you why this is a recipe for success. Because do you know who did the same thing and had one of the best matches in the last few months? It's not even close, folks. It's Logan Paul. You don't think the word around town is, look what Logan Paul is doing. That is intriguing. Maybe I can do it. And that is going to open up the floodgates of potential talent wanting to come to WWE. Also, listen to uh, 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 Swerve Strickland's podcast on um AEW's Unleash is that what it's called? Unfiltered, unrestricted. Unrestricted. There we go. Um, Who also gave him his kudos and said, like, looking at that, this was just he was at Wild. You know, he was very fascinated of somebody like his talent being able to get out there and put on a mask. So it's not even about being the most athletic or being the most wrestler. It's about being able to capture people's attention, doing something that makes you your best you. And that's what Logan Paul does. He went out there and he (laughs) been his best self, utilizing all his skills and worked a good mask. So I think, you know, in in terms of what what does the NIL mean to NXT and what does NXT mean to the main roster, I guess the real question we should ask, and maybe we don't ask it today because I'm not going to hijack the show, but where is the break in the chains now? Where is the, the potential problem? We've always had problems before in terms of NXT to the main roster. We had no problem from the Evolve and uh, what's, what's out of England. Um, I can't progress. even think of it. Progress. progress. Thank you. Progress. Yeah. The Evolve and Progress to NXT, not a problem. Very easy. But NXT to the main roster, absolutely a problem. Now we're thinking, is there a problem from NXT 2.0 to Triple H's WWE 2.0? No. Actually, that's actually correct. This would be WWE 2.0 because Vince has always been the Vince of Vince WWE. So, yeah. So, WWE 2.0. <laughs> I think I think it just works. But we'll, we'll, we'll worry about Brandon later. But, yeah, I think we should revisit at some point where do we see the break in the chains here. So, that's my take. All right, Jamal, back to you. Yeah, so uh, we talked about, you know, uh, Triple H bringing people back. Uh, We talked about the ramifications of that on NXT. Now, the question is, uh, who has he brought back? Because apparently uh, the wallet's open, the door is open in WWE, uh, and we've seen people come back that were previously released. You know, budget cuts. Now the budget's balanced. At least the budget they know that they can count. Now the question is, is there anybody out there that Triple H is overlooking or is there somebody out there or is he making the right moves already? And we're just, you know, kind of waiting for him to get the gang back together. And I think the first thing is, well, he already got Cross. He got EO. He got uh, Dakota Kai. Um, Kevin Owens is being reinserted in a big, big way. Uh, Scarlet's with Cross. And that these are all well and good. Um, I would be interesting to see if Eric Rowan comes back in, in a big way, in a more meaningful way. Ooh. It would be interesting to see um, if... If you know Tommaso Ciampa goes back to being that person he was with Gargano, 
It would be interested to see. Psycho killer? You, exactly. you want to go that far back? <laughs> I mean, that's um, kind of the version. Rather that than with The Miz. But um, are we, or or does He's Gargano cut- and uh, and Kansas come back? He's cutting amazing progr- pro- promos right now. Promos, like, yeah, yeah he, he might be the best on the mic right now in the main roster. He had a hell of a match with Bobby Lashley on Monday. Yes, he did. Hell of a match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, so that's the thing. Who do you guys want to see? Come back into WWE. That's that's not already on the horizon. Ooh, I'm last. So many pieces. There are, are so they many free agents, pieces. or are they in AEW? Just, just, just you know, oh, no, just realistically. realistically. Yeah, yeah, just realistically. I, I mean, know you want. Is- I know you want Parker Bardo to come back, but sir. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, I like what he's doing on Dark. Definitely don't. <laughs> Definitely I, I do. don't. <laughs> not working for me. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I think first, real quick, quick, what you guys think about it. I actually like what Parker's doing on Dark. I've never, I never saw him in WWE. I'm not saying that he's, I understand that he obviously is going to be compared to Brock. Um, I don't know what he did in WWE, but I think that obviously he's at the point in his career where he can kind of tone, if he can tone himself, you know, get a little bit more cut. Uh, You know, he has the explosiveness. He can do some moves. Uh, He's, he's way ahead of the competition. So as far as him looking a certain way or being a certain way, that's just a matter of preference. But the, the kid can work. Yeah. I can't say that he can't. But yeah. either way, we're not talking about AEW tonight. It's WWE time. Who do you guys want to see come back to the red and or the blue? Here's I something would that like, just pop. Go ahead, go ahead go Damian. Well. You go first. Okay. Go ahead, I, two, two people from the knockouts division come to mind. I would love Mia Yim to get a shot on the main roster uh, because she can basically cross a lot of fan boundaries and reach out to a lot of different fans. Uh, and we know WWE loves a good background story. You know, they tried that stuff with Lacey Evans about, you know, her previous past. And if, you know, Mia's been open about her past with domestic violence. So that would be someone the fans could root behind because of a real life situation. And another person I'm really over the last maybe two years, her work, Diana Parazzo. If she came back as the wrestler, like the triple, we used to call her Triple H, the lady version, because, you know, the bow, the the weird Hunter Hearst Helmsley robes that she used to come out with. I think if she came with that whole Hunter Hearst Helmsley terrorizing gimmick that she, you know, the, the virtuosa, I think that would be a good detestable heel for WWE fans that are probably sick and tired of, of Charlotte shtick and would like a different a, <laughs> a different taste or flavor of the Charlotte shtick, just in case. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Deanna's an interesting one to me. I'm, I'm not sure where she fits these days, especially as crowded as the women's scene is in WWE already. That's that's a tough one in my mind. Here's one that was jumping. It's, crowd, it's crowded by roster, but it's not crowded as far as like cream rising to the top because it's probably mm-hmm. one. After, with the addition of EO and Dakota, maybe now we have four, five women that could it be did, slotted into major programming. It definitely don't feel crowded. It don't feel crowded. The tag team tournament is uh, is a c- clear depiction of it not being. Man, crowded. listen, they put Nikita Lions with Zoe Stark. <laughs> man, come on, that is the weirdest damn team. That is the weirdest damn team. Here, here, here's what here here's something that popped in my head since we have the rumors swirling today as we record this about Top Dollar, and if he might suddenly be showing up. 
he, he's already refuting stuff, but you know, I, I don't trust a worker. So we'll wait and see on that. But top dollars out there. Ashanti, the Adonis is out there. B fab is out there. But of course the fourth part of the equation, Shane Strickland is well, signed, sealed and delivered with a belt somewhere else. Well, he, so he said, he we're said missing one piece. He said today on the unrestricted podcast that okay. it was originally pitched for the three of them and they were hit makers. The, the gimmick that they're using on the, on, on the uh-huh. independent. And they said, because Shane was so hot that they thought it just made sense to put them all together, knowing his background. And that's where they came up with hit row. So it was never the initial uh, plan. It was, it was the three of them. He, he was, was added to it. Right. Which is good that he put that information out because when they did go to the independence, it did feel like he abandoned them. And then they just took the gimmick and ran with something else as if like, well, I'm good and y'all not. So whatever it is, at least right. that's how I kind of look, but that's never what it was. It, it was always supposed to be the three of them. And he was always like the extra one. I can just kind of th- thrown in there. Reminds me of another group and uh, another popular rap group, but we're not going to talk about that right now. So, <laughs> OK, so uh, now that you've shared that, that that only strengthens the damn case now, because my thinking was they barely got to Smackdown when they got cut loose and they had such a unique vibe that was totally different than anything else going on in WWE. And the NXT run worked like I said, they were in Smackdown for a cup of coffee. They didn't even get to really have out of the game at a match. What, three weeks. Point. Yeah, they were just hanging out backstage is all they were doing. It never went anywhere. So I would love to see them get a shot just because it was so different. It was so unique. It was such a different vibe. And I guess the only question is if it can work as effectively without Shane Strickland involved or if maybe you insert someone else into that mix. But either way, I- I'd like to say they're the first ones that come to mind is, is since okay. they're all available is yeah. hit row getting a second chance to do something on, on either show. Doesn't matter which one, but I'd like to see it. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's just no, it's, it's a no brainer here. We need to all control our nope. narratives. Oh, <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Leave them motherfuckers. Mm. Nope. Hey, listen, listen, um, EC3 going to NWA, I think is a brilliant move. So hopefully, yes. you know, they, they done ran their boiler room gimmick to, to the pit of hell. And now they're actually going to go back and do some wrestling. But for me, I think it's no brainer. Um, there's a couple of names that instantly jump out at me. I think Fandango and Breeze bringing them back uh, mm-hmm. is good for content. But also, I think their gimmick is another little dynamic that could be used. I have always been a big fan of Anthony Green. I really am disappointed we didn't get to kind of see him first in two years. I would love to see him back. Thank you, Damien, for bringing up Miriam. That was another person. And then the other person that I just always wondered, what would happen if they just got him out of the BS? And that's Kalisto. I would love to see him come back and working under a new gimmick, taking a little bit more serious. I don't even think WWE has a, a Lucha gimmick going on right now at all. So Lucha, it's called Ray and Dominic. Yeah, it's all Ray and Dominic. Are they are they really running the Lucha gimmick, or are they just the father son duo? They just happen to be Mexican. I don't think that's the same thing. I don't. Same. That's exactly my thing. It doesn't feel like classic WCW cruiserweight division. You know, and that's you know that's something I, I love to the to the really the biggest reason I got into wrestling. So I don't I don't get that from them. But to see Kalisto come in, like uh, you know, and I, I'm not trying to draw comparisons just because you know they're all luchadors, but to 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 come in there and and be like a version 
of um Pentagon and uh and and Pent uh and Penta Phoenix on w- Phoenix, excuse me, on on, on WWE. There's a there's definitely a gap in Luchadors is uh, the the family and the legacy and 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 everything with it should always be on every wrestling show and WWE doesn't have it right now. So I would love to see Kalisto come back and just be the man. Like like come back, be undersized and working everybody. And he's he you know, we all know he's amazing talent. So he's a name that just jumps out to me that I I, I would think I would love to see come back along with a lot of the folks you all said. So So you're oh. saying you want to see him do lucha things again. Is that what you're saying? I want him to not be the comedic relief of WWE. I want him to be a legitimate competitor working legitimate matches. Have him go against you know, uh, Finn Balor and them at times. You want you know? Samurai Del Sol in WWE? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and also Eva Marie, but y- you all knew that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eva Marie. Eva Marie versus uh, Nikita Lyons for the championship. Or just well, for first my heart. Of all, first of all, my, my TV can only handle so much. It's only 4K. <laughs> um, they, I'm going to need some more pixels. Um, so yeah, I mean, unless you're trying to get me an AK, AK got to come down in price before we can add that. I mean, you're trying to blow a fuse, man. My apartment a- old. AK, AK five colors at 365 frames per second. Like, I mean, we're going we're going to need all of that. We going at some point. You just need to be in the ring, right? Just go, just go to the show because that's the only way that you're going to be. And don't even look directly at the ring because you can't handle all that. You just got to turn away like Medusa. You just got to looking into the sun. Eat. <laughs> yeah, Medusa. Yes. Yeah. The Medusa. By the way, we, we haven't touched on the fact that we have a Dexter Loomis sighting now on, on yeah, well, which is another Triple H guy. You know, yeah. S- Sam Shaw, mm-hmm. brief NWA appearance, I believe, and now mm-hmm. back on the main roster, and now he's, I guess, recreating the DDP stalker gimmick and looking at AJ Styles in yeah. a hooded sweatshirt. I, I just want to say that all the folks who waited out for opportunity. Um, and didn't just completely jump or something. And it's not to say that if he did have a good opportunity taking it was wrong. I'm just saying that like, as much as people criticize WWE for how, how, how come you got rid of these folks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For the folks who sat back, reevaluated things. I think Bray Wyatt names jumps out at me instantly on this. Got themselves together. Another one. Spent yeah. some time with their family, worked on their mental health, whatever it may have been. And now you're getting ready to get the call. This is a huge congratulations to you betting on yourself and not listening to the fans. So you know, we'll see. We'll see if the whole toning and perception about WWE being like the dark, the the dark black sheep in the rest of the world now changes that fe- people are coming back. And now, fan, fan, maybe this whole uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the word? Um, people and their allegiances to different shows. Tribalism. Tribalism. Thank you. Y'all got my back. Hopefully, the tribalism dies now. Like Samoa Joe has been saying. Yeah, I know, right? Because like you, you can't blame Vince no more. He's gone. So <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so that's my piece. That's my piece. Jamal, anything else you want to kind of? Uh, no, well, I think you know because we're at you know just about an hour. I think that's a good place to put a button in it. And I think now that we've actually had the conversation, let's go back around one more time. Uh, do you guys feel the same way that it is time to reinvest in the WWE? Just a quick yes to no. I'm still going to say no, not because I hate it, really because I don't I, I don't know enough about it to know where all the pieces fall. So it's still going to be it's a cautious no for me and not, and not a definite no. But go ahead. No, 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 not to giving three hours of my time on a Monday. 
but yes to watching the highlights more often and watching like the the show on 2x fast forward it's a good point Point. That's I'm the big still- thing. It's more it's more intriguing right now. Lord, like we, we went before we went on the air, we mentioned, you know, we were going around about how we were gonna do this and talking about what was different. And every show since SummerSlam, since the whole change has happened, there's been a return, there's been something different, it's been consistent for every show so far. So if nothing else right now, things are more intriguing than they've mm-hmm. been in a long time. And we're two Correct. weeks into this and they got my attention. The shows feel just a little different, just a little bit more wild, just a little bit more out of the ordinary. So, yes to reinvesting. Like I said, I never left in the first place, but it's definitely more. There's more spice. There's more sizzle right now. Two chains. Take us home. Absolutely. Yes, I do agree with Damien. I'm not sure if I'm super confident to give three hours. Um, I am a frequent Hulu er in terms of consuming it, but if I could get back interested into must-see Monday night, that would be something. So there is a level of uh, engagement I still need to ach- achieve and reach with them. But for right now, yes, folks, all of the discrepancy that you had with WWE before there was the AEW, all of those sorts of different things that you wanted to blame Vince for and all these other things and whatnot, Vince is gone. It already feels like they have turned the page. Your favorites may be coming back. Um, and I think there's just going to be better continuity between the different brands. I think a question we could talk about, uh, and, and my answer is yes, but I think in terms of next week, I think we can talk about two things. We can talk about the continuity between Raw and SmackDown and what does the networks have to do with that? And I also think we should think about where is the broken change between the the the, the system in terms of independence or free agents, NIL to NXT to the main roster, and will SmackDown and Raw look different? Will they be the same? And if they're not, what 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 needs to happen? Do they need to be different? Do they need to be the same? You know, what, what happens when Fox get involved? You know, what does Fox look for? You know, there's been rumors about they wanting Roman to split the belts because they want a, 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 a champion present on Raw. Will that happen? If that happens, and also I should mention that Triple H signed 14 people at the tryouts at SummerSlam weekend. So more names are to come. And those are legitimate wrestling trials, not NIL signees. So, yes, people are still coming in as pure wrestling peers, peers, wrestling, whatever you want to say, are coming into WWE. So there is multiple ways to get to uh, the WWE. And what does the performance center look like now? Now that Triple H may not be able to spend a lot more, a lot of time there like he was used to, you know, with his presence not being there, what now changes with that? I think there's a lot of different things to kind of consider in terms of this question that we should ask a, a few times over. Is it time to reinvest into WWE? So, gentlemen, anything else before I truly bring us home? Uh, yeah, last thing, uh, WWE is having a, a WrestleMania party that uh, starts in about an hour, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. Uh, it's going to be on their YouTube and Twitch, um, but basically it's the big ticket uh, on sale kickoff shenanigans at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. So if you um, want something, if you want to get hyped for WrestleMania, which is in April, but if you want to get hyped tonight because it's WWE, uh, you know, stick around for an hour um, and, and that will happen on their YouTube channel. Mojo Rally confirmed. Thank you. Stop it. <laughs> I will leave us with a cliffhanger of a question and say this. Uh, if people from AEW want to jump ship back to WWE, 
Will Tony let him out or will Tony keep him just to be spiteful? There you have it, folks. The Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All social media, Twitch, Twitter live, whatever it is, um, and website at Big Go Belt. All handles at Big Go Belt. Um, as we mentioned in the middle of the show, YouTube channel filled with tons of reviews, recaps, and all that other good stuff. Interviews, uh, still, still uploading many things. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but like I said, be a part of the show. Communicate with us, tweet us, DM us, whatever it may be. Let us know your thoughts about tonight's show. Catch us each and every week. But until then, until next time, everybody be safe. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. What I really need.